I'm Josh Gasser. And I'm Jordan Taylor. Welcome to A Shot of Whiskey, Season 2, Episode 9. Let's get it. Welcome back to A Shot of Whiskey. And again, no guests for us today, just me and me and my guy, JP Yash Yasa, the one and only <laughs> Captain America. But before we get into this episode, proud to tell y'all, still proud to tell y'all that Underdog Sports is, under, excuse me, Underdog Fantasy is our newest partner. And on top of that, even better news are currently running a promo still for all new users. They're being too good to you guys. The easiest way for you to get in on this special is by downloading their app and using my code ASOW24. And even if you've already registered and haven't deposited, you can still use the promo. So what are you waiting for? They're giving you plenty of time. Go ahead, jump in and start playing along with me and Yash all season long or for the rest of the season at Underdog. Fantasy. Yas, Yasa, man. Let's get right into it. Ain't no you, need to waste no time. What you, you want to say? Call man? Me, you just call me Captain America. That's the first Ain't time you ever called me. That? No. What yeah, you mean? Yeah, but you don't call people. We just had Frank on the show and you refu- refused to call him Frank the Tank. So I'm surprised. Because that's, that that's not his nickname. Like that that's different. Frank <laughs> the Tank, like I'm and Frank the Tank is I was never really a fan of that nickname. Like that's too I standard. Just, like every, everybody who's named Frank is called that. Is that and I just grew up on old school, so I was just kind of like, yeah. I, I, feel, I just yeah, I was yeah. never like the big fan of that of that nickname, to be honest. <laughs> and now it's like I'm not. I, I don't know. I really don't have a good answer because calling a grown man Captain America is weird too. But calling a yeah, grown man Frank, I, the I just Tank wanted to is, call you out for it. That's all. I'm, yeah, that's fair. That's valid. That. That's valid. But <laughs> listen, we ain't gonna waste no time. I'm over here sipping my tea. Why you hating your tea and usual? calling a 32-year-old Captain America. You're off to a good start. You 32? You're 34. You 32? Actually. Are you 32 for real? And you're 34. Yeah. Damn, you old <laughs> as hell. When'd you turn 32? Yeah. That's crazy. Literally yesterday. Thanks for wishing me happy birthday. Was it? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> happy birthday. I forgot you right before Valentine's Day. Happy birthday, man. We'll have to put in a little uh, happy birthday, Yash, no, man. All good. 32. That's all good. No, no, no. It's I'm not good. your wife, man. I hope she did something nice for you. <laughs> that's why you. That's what you get we'll married leave that, for. Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll leave that for off camera. Yeah. I saw, I, saw, <laughs> I saw something that just actually mentioned. I was on Instagram before we got on here that I was just talking about when you get older, nobody gives a damn about your birthday. It goes from like Including yourself. Text yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Normally, I'm really good with birthdays normally, too. So I apologize. Like, I normally have all, a lot of my friends' birthdays in my calendar, but a lot of a lot of moving pieces. Um, can't lie to you. But happy birthday, man. Happy 32nd. Thanks, man. No doubt. So after we said that, we said we was going to get right into it and then just wasted about three minutes. Not wasted, <laughs> but took about three minutes. Listen, Badgers lost four straight, finally got a win last night against Ohio State. Um Let's go back to we did an episode or we did a preview with Rafael Davis and Lewis Jackson before the Purdue game, highly anticipating the Purdue game. We recorded that before the Nebraska game with an assumption that they were going to win. Didn't quite go down like that. And ever since that second half at Nebraska, the Wisconsin offense has seemed to be a little bit broken. And Rafael Davis, much to your uh, chagrin, mentioned that this Wisconsin team had the potential to be as good as your 2014-15 Badgers team. To beat, yep. To, to be just beat. as good, to be just or better. He said that. They could win, yep. Yep, and you were not too happy with that take. You thought, uh, for many reasons, we, we've had many a chats offline. So 
for one, is that completely out of the window regardless of the result this for this year now? That they're better than the 2014. That they could team? be. That they could be. But yeah, I would say it's out the window, and I I would say I was upset because it was more. I wasn't upset. It was more just you can't compare it. it, it it's it's unfair to this group of kids who's put out a hell of a season, improved as much as they have to compare them to a team that went 36 and three, was a number one seed, went made it to the national championship, won everything you possibly have, had a national player of the year, Hall of Fame coach. I don't know, I don't I just thought it was unfair to all of a sudden just say, I think this team's better. I think this team could beat them. Because if we're being realistic, if you're saying that if if they were compare if he was comparing that this team this year could beat that team, you're saying they could beat or as good as any team that's played in the Big Ten in the last ten years. Because that 2014-15 team has been the best team in the last ten years in the entire Big Ten, if we're being real. So I thought that was a little out of line and a little a little you know, premature and a little like, that's just enjoy what this team is doing. They put out a hell of a season, great group of kids they are playing really well. Uh, and that's just enjoy it. You know, they've already had four or five losses and now they have eight, nine. So it's, it's not in the ballpark. That being said, I think they have the ability to accomplish pretty much anything that most Wisconsin teams have done. And I think they have the recipe to do it. Uh, you're, 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 you're looking around. So I'd like, uh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I want to give context before we keep going. I want to give even more context. So, you, Rafael Davis made the comment on Big Ten Network, and then he made the comment again on our preview show. He also mentioned why he thought this team was so good was because of the difficulty to scout them because of the variety of weapons. Whereas, you know, the 14, 15 team, obviously, you know, all great players, but obviously, Frank was the ball was going to start it in, finish with Frank and then Sam and Nigel as well, but mainly with Frank. So that I just want to give that context before we keep going. Uh, you, you want to add in before we keep? Yeah, yeah it was just more so because he played against that team as well. Yeah. So it yep. was like when we prepared for them, you know, basically saying this team, you had to guard everybody. You, if anybody gets open, you can't leave them at all. Like you can't leave anybody when in reality – that's not super factual, especially compared to the 2014-15 team where all five guys could shoot 45, 40% from three, could score, you know, outside, inside, national play of the year, all that. And basically saying, you know, they had a way to scheme for that 14-15 team, and now, you know, it's impossible to scheme for when in reality that wasn't true either. But well, well you, you, are, you, are, you are, you tend to do this. You are throwing words into the conversation that were never said, nope. such as, nope. those were such said. as, no, no, no one, no one ever said <laughs> that you can't scheme for two thousand or that it's, you can scheme for 2014, 15. And no one said it was impossible to scheme for this team. No, that he said was they had a plan. plan. He said they had a plan in place that would work. And it didn't work. He so said they had a plan. plan. He didn't. He didn't say it would work. He said he had he a said plan. We can, he said we can make it work. We can make it work. We had the plan. We can make it work. The plan didn't work because <laughs> we'd be in by twenty-five. So my point is, yeah, you can put a plan for any team, but if it doesn't work, then obviously you're hard to scheme for, and obviously he it didn't said work. he said he they knew what the plan was. He didn't say that it was going to work. He just said they knew what the plan was. Like they he knew said, what we the can make it work. Were. We can make it work. Is what he said. Well. Listen, we don't have to get. You can into make the plan work. I, I wish. And it I wish. Work. <laughs> one day, one day when our pod gets a, gets a little bigger and, and Joey has a little more manpower back there, we'll be able to pull up the sound clips and pull up the receipts on on no, site. No, no. Again, but the, for the, night, the whole emphasis on this was, I didn't think it was appropriate at the time to compare them to what most people would say was the best team in school history, and I, I think that was a little a little premature, and it proved to be so because there were flaws, there were things that happened throughout the year that it was like you could see. You know, not a four-game losing streak happening, but maybe a 
this team's not perfect and not nobody's no team's perfect but there's no frank out there there's I, no I, and, you know it, 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 I, and i think i think i think that is a 100% fair sentiment um i did agree with the fact that this team may be more hard to prepare for not easier to stop and what we've talked about at length is what and i'll give just context to the listeners what i mean by that is i think this team does have more guys who are more aggressive with the basketball. Not necessarily, I'm not even going to say they're even better players, but they're more aggressive. Like you you don't know who's you, what you're going to get each night. Like, again, you go in, you're, you're going to stop AJ and Steven, whatever, and then Tyler's going to have 15. Connor Season's going to do this. Max Klesman's going to go for 11. You know, so that's, that's I think, what, what is meant by that. That being said, Again, you and I have gone back and forth about right and wrong in this conversation. So now let's get into, to me, the problem with the Badgers in the last four games is they have gotten entirely away from that formula of sharing the ball, of moving the ball, of their, you know, whose who's night is it going to be? I think AJ has kind of taken it upon himself to kind of force the issue. But to your point, AJ is not Frank. So not fr- not yet, at least. So I think that's been a lot of the problems. You know, I think he shot 22 shots against Nebraska, um, 15 the game after that, 15 against Purdue, I believe, uh, 14 after that. So, and and two assists in five games. So I think, and not to not to tear down AJ, but that's not a winning for, that's easy to game plan for. So I think they have 100% gotten away from what Raphael Davis was talking about, which has led to some of their some of their problems. Yeah, I agree. I think he's had like a AJ not again not to pile on AJ because he's he's extremely talented. He's brought a dynamic to this team, but I think he's had like a hundred five or hundred some shot attempts with two assists. To your point, so that is that winning formula that that made us so good that all guys are aggressive. It almost came back and bit us in the ass a little bit, having all because now we're. Uh, shot selection has kind of been a force. So we have guys who are aggressive, but maybe not taking the right ones when maybe they should be not less aggressive, but aggressive in different ways and get off the ball and move it and keep moving body. So I think what made us so good was our movement, our flow, our actions, the way that we had guys moving, moving the ball, whoever, whoever's hands it ended up in could make a play from certain spots on the floor. And that's why we were so good. And then I, I think teams were kind of letting us take certain shots and we were kind of, baited into him and took him, you know, those 18 foot pull-ups with 25 seconds on the shot clock uh, type shots uh, in critical situations. Uh, but that and turnovers, uh, again, aggressive is good, but we're having like 16 turnovers in games. I mean, that is not to sound like Bo Ryan here, but 16 is too many. I mean, I'm fine with 10, 12. I mean, that's, that's cool, but six and, and just literally throwing the ball to the other team or throwing the ball out of bounds. It's not even like you're trying to make a play and get into charge or, you know, lose it off your foot as you're, you know, getting to the hoop or something uncharacteristic turnovers, bad shot selection, I think are the two things that kind of factored into the rough stretch here. So I think, no, 100%, and I don't think that's a Bo Ryan thing either. I think any coach would be irate with 16 (laughs) turnovers from high school to, you know, to Phil Jackson. So it's, um, no, 100% with that. But like you got to look again, look at what are causing the turnovers, what's causing the stagnation on offense, and – Again, I think we have to go back to that second half against Nebraska when I think the ball movement kind of stopped. Ball movement stops. Guys start forcing. Guys start pressing. You, We talked about this off camera. You've been in the situation when you guys were 16-0. and 0. 
even though you beat William and Mary and and, <laughs> and Green Bay and Green Bay, and then and then you lost uh, what was it four straight Big Ten games, right? We started sixteen and all. We beat teams like Virginia and uh, Marquette and yep. and West Virginia and St. John's yeah, and, and Florida, who was number one ranked team in the country at the end of the year. Um, some other teams. We beat Iowa, started the Big Ten season, a couple of Big Ten wins. So yeah, we had a lot of great wins. We're sixteen and all, and then lost five of six. So very similar kind of this team. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking with you, but no, but seriously. So no, just just I'm just playing. But so give I guess give some insight because I again I don't think it was quite the same. We started off well my freshman year, but nowhere near as good as 16 and 0, and we lost six games in a row in the Big Ten. And when that well, your happened, senior year, Jordan, your senior year, didn't we start like one and four in the Big Ten or one and three or something? Yeah, we did start slow. We started slow in the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, started slow in the Big Ten, but. Even then, like those teams were still different. So, like, what was going through your mind? Kind of illustrate what is going on in the locker room when it seems like nothing can go right. Like you just can't figure it out. You're going to the worst team in or worst team in the Big Ten or second worst team in the Big Ten in Michigan, and you're and you're losing on the road. Like, what is what's going through your mind? And then how are you getting out of that rut? It's it's a helpless feeling, and it's you try to get out of it. You almost try too hard, and it just makes it worse. Um, cause to your point, this team, yeah, we lost to Nebraska. We lost to Michigan in 2013, 14, we were 16 and 0. We ended up losing to Northwestern at home and Northwestern at the time was not Northwestern now. And you think, you know, we lost, I think three home games out of that five or six. So we were in no way, shape or form this dominant team. That team ended up making the final four, obviously. But so I think we went from being ranked two in the country to being unranked in two weeks, which is very similar to this team where I think they were ranked sixth. Mm-hmm. And now we no, got down mm-hmm. to 20 something or whatever, but so very similar. Um, but how you get out of it is I think, um, you know, I think what we talked about last year, Jordan was a lot about this team was missing an identity and leadership. And mm-hmm. it felt like leadership has kind of been lacking a little bit too these last few weeks in terms of who's going to step up and uh, not necessarily be vocal, but just get guys on track and uh, make some sort of play, get guys going, like who's going to be the energy, the, you know, whatever it might be. And it, it seems like that was lacking a bit. I'm still trying to figure out who that is. Is it Chucky? Is it Tyler? Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't, I still don't know. Uh, but I think that's a factor. Uh, you know, when we had the stretch with you, I mean, it was clear that you were the leader, you know, we were one and three guys were looking at you to come up and be, be vocal. And I think you, you did that and by your play and your voice. So I think that stuff works and helps. Yeah. 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 No, I, I agree 100%. That's, I think that is the, Again, I think that goes back to the Achilles heel of having a lot of talent when, especially on a team like this, to me, the natural leader should be Tyler Wall. Like you've been there for, Tyler's been there for nine years now. So it's like, <laughs> it's like the natural, the natural leader, no, the natural leader should be Tyler. I'm not sure if that's his personality. To me, it seems as though Chucky's kind of the one who, if anything, if nothing else leads by example. Um, leads with effort, leads with unselfishness. So I, I do think that is – what, go ahead. No, I, I, I was just thinking, I, I agree. I, I don't know if any of them have that personality that's – Yeah. You know, Chucky right. – because to be great, if Chucky had I don't think Chucky has it either in terms of that like outgoing, like pissed-off personality. Yeah, and that is – that's something that I think – seems like it's going to hold will be the one thing to me that'll hold this team back because you have to you have to have someone who's willing to tell AJ yo like 
listen, I get it. You can score. You're talented. You can make these shots. Pass the ball, though. Like, get in the paint, kick out, spray it out. He had a possession last game, I think, where he got in the paint against Ohio State and sprayed it out. And I think it might – he didn't even get an assist, but I think it might have been a, a hockey assist or something like that. But if A.J. can get in the paint and make those plays, like, that sparks an offense as opposed to – you know, I know I know Coach Guard loves to loves to throw it in the post, which is always great. But throw it in the post resorts to one on one too, just like one on one on the perimeter. You have someone who could get in the paint, collapse the defense, get that ball movement. Everybody shares it, and the energy is there. That changes everything. So I feel like you got to have that guy who's going to grab AJ by the jersey or talk to him at, in the room and and be like, "Yo, we need you to do this. You're good. Like we love you, but we need you to do this. We need." You know, Connor, we need you to come in here when you're in here and guard, play defense out of your mind because we're struggling right now. Like, Steven, we need you to be more assertive with the ball. We need, and I just, I'm like you said, I'm still wondering. I think it's Chucky, though. I really do. I, I hope it's Chucky. It should be Chucky, I think. Yeah. But it's it's almost like, you know, what, what made us so great was that there was five guys, you know, always touching it, moving in. And it felt like, to your point, like Steve, Steve, yeah, he needs to be more aggressive, but he wasn't really getting the touches either. I mean, so someone's got to feel that and see that and be like, all right, we need to get Steve a touch here, whether it's a post touch, whether it's off a ball screen, just something to get. Because what makes us good is all five guys are active, moving it. And when two or three guys are doing the soul searching of having the ball in their hand, we're not as good of a team. So someone's got to be the one to feel that, to see that, to say it, and to do it. Uh, and I think we're still figuring it out. Do you think uh, in those moments like now when things seem to be um, – one thing about this team is they do play a little faster. They get up and down. To me, it seems like they've kind of slowed down with the turbulence as opposed to just flying through the turbulence. Like they've grabbed on to everything and held on tight instead of just flying right through it. Again, Ohio State, it's, at the end of the second half, the ball, finally it seemed like a burst of energy. They were getting steals. They were getting on a transition. So to me, do you think it's better to come down in those situations, get a good shot every time, or is it better just to you know play through the mistakes, play fast, and just don't think – uh, that's a good. I, you don't want to. Yeah, yeah, you, you want to play natural. But at some point, if you're having 16 turnovers, you do have to, you know, sit back and kind of think about it a little bit. Like, why did we turn turn the ball over there, and, and what can we do to be better? Uh, but you know, we're, we talked a lot about offensively, but I also think one thing that is obviously stagnated this team is defense. You know, we're giving up how many points to? I mean, Rutgers has been a team who has, has trouble scoring the ball. I know they had one player back who was who was doing pretty good, but we give up 70 some points to Rutgers. You know, Michigan on the road, we're giving up too many points which yeah. when you're in a rut you have to rely on something and we didn't fall back in our defense we didn't fall back on toughness physicality rebound we didn't fall back on what should always kind of be there uh no matter how many points we're scoring no matter how fast we're playing offensively our pace missing shots whatever we should have some sort of identity in the defensive end and it feels like ohio state yesterday hopefully is a start to, to that to finish out the season. It feels like they had more energy. We're having more fun. We're more you know aggressive on that end of the court. Um, Cause I think that is something that this team has been missing too, really the whole year, but our offense has hit it because we scored in the eighties. Uh, but now it, it showed the last few weeks that we have some holes that way uh, as well. What would you think? What would you say since you, you the leader type, if you was on this team, you think you could turn them around? <laughs> I'm not on the team, so it's not my job. Uh, here you go. Proofs in, here proofs you go. Pudding. You went from – I, I already – I know, I, know I know what buttons to hit. I'm going to just – to get you fired up, all I got to do is talk shit about 2014-15 team. No, you don't. Yeah, it's you just do. the facts of the facts. I'm not, if, you, if you're not going to be real about what happened or what is happening, I'm going to be like, that's no, that's wrong. That's just not how it was or how it – you know? And 
So if you're going to say, what would I do in the situation? We were in that situation and good things happened. It wasn't because of me. It was because of our team and a couple leaders. And sure, I was a part of that. But just yeah, we just, figured it out. <laughs> just, just for more context to, to give insight into what hey, I gave of, you credit, first of, of all, and you're trying yeah. to hate on me. That's my I'm not hating. Clear. I'm not hating. I love when you get fired up because you're always trying to be politically correct. So I love <laughs> yeah. it. I'm over here. Puppet master over here, man. Yeah, classic Jordan. Instigator. <laughs> Instigator. Just, just for more context into what kind of person Josh Josh is. <laughs> We mentioned the the aforementioned Rafael Davis came on our preview show and 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 said what he said after saying it on the Big Ten Network. Josh played along. He, he was politically correct and very kind and uh, and the nice person that he is. And texted me about eight hours later the next morning and sent a box score of the game when <laughs> Purdue played with Rafael Davis played against Wisconsin and and showed the twenty point victory and then sent a paragraph long text to me about how wrong he was. So. Just don't don't let Josh's no, cool no, or no, nice no. demeanor fool y'all. <laughs> what do you say? Got the competitive. Sorry, sue me. But also, <laughs> but also, I blamed you for agreeing with that and causing this team to go in a tailspin whoa. for four games. So yeah, whoa, you deserve some whoa. of this. I did All not. I'm saying is I did not agree. You guys with that. put this energy in the air, and I was just All like, right. hold on, hold your horses, hold, pump the brakes. Hey, let's be real here. That's I did not agree with that. We living in a wild time in 2024. I'm liable to sue you for libel or slander. <laughs> I don't don't try and put dirt on. My, I did not agree with that. I did not agree with that. However, you agree. I did. No, I did not. I you did, did not understand. Disagree. You did not. I disagree. did. I did understand what he was trying to say. Understanding. Understanding. <laughs> Is important. Listening is the most important part of communication, Josh. That's one thing. I know you got you got two kids now. You got to write this down and teach the yeah, teach the teach your kids now. Teach your kids. Don't be don't be, we got a, we got a question for how many games have they lost since I'm not back in the states yet, Joey. So the Badgers haven't lost any games since I came back. Probably when I come back to U.S. soil, I think we might I think we might get right again, especially looking at this schedule. Ever since those egregious comments Jordan was a part of, they lost four out of five. No, so a that's part just of, like, part of. Nah, yeah. nah, I'm a part of this. See, you know what I'm saying? It's Black History Month, man. Stop trying to frame me. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, man. But listen, we got we got Iowa on the road coming up, home for Maryland, at Indiana, and home for Illinois, and then home for Rutgers and at Purdue. Last six games, eight and five, I believe three games out of the Big Ten race now. Um, if I'm not, let me let me double check that before. Yeah, it feels like we might be out of that. Three games, do. three games out of the Big Ten, six to play. Got Illinois and Purdue. Is it is over? They did they did they blow the chance? Purdue has Minnesota, Ohio State, Rutgers, Michigan, Michigan State, Illinois, and Wisconsin. We got to win out for sure and hope Purdue collapses a little bit. But I think the more thing to be worried about right now, not worried about, to focus on is getting a road win. I mean, I think we've lost now four, three or four straight road games, maybe four or five road games. And the one road win we, we had was against Minnesota, kind of at the buzzer. So I think it, we have we have struggled on the road, obviously, the, for these last five in Big Ten season. But also, if you think about early in the season, at Providence, we got smacked. At Arizona, got smacked. Uh, so I think some, some most of our poor performances have been away from the Kohl Center or neutral site. So I'd love to see this team go down to Iowa uh, and, and kind of have that road warriors mentality a little bit and 
and try to get get on track away from home. That makes sense. Iowa City, tough place to win. They're coming off a 15 or 20 point comeback against Minnesota a couple weeks ago. Um, going into the stretch of the season, we mentioned leadership. We mentioned, you know, the things AJ needs to do, the things everybody needs to do. Robbie Hummel was on the broadcast last night and was adamant, adamant about Chucky Hepburn um, being more aggressive down the stretch. We hope to get Chucky on the show before the end of the season. Um, what is, is, is Robbie right? And what would you like to see specifically out of Chucky? How important is he to make a run in March for the Badgers? I think he's the key. I think, I, I think we talked about this before, but I think he's, he's maybe the one guy who hasn't reached his ceiling as a player this season. Like I think Tyler's Tyler. He's been around for forever, as you know, I mean, Max has played great in spurts, AJ, Feels like everybody's kind of, you know, John Blackwell's a freshman that was was hot early in the season and things like that. Uh, but I think Chucky's the one who hasn't really shown, I think, how good he can be, especially in the offensive end. So I think he's he's done a tremendous job of leading this team offensively and getting guys involved and figuring out who to get the ball in the right spots to, uh, taking the other team's point guard out of, the, out, out of the game a little bit defensively. So his defense, his playmaking for others has been great, but I still think he has another level to get to in terms of, scoring the basketball and making it harder to defend because some teams have gone under on them. You know, they, we got these dribble handoff actions. We got these ball screen a- actions and the teams are going under on them, which kind of has made the rest of the guys not as open and maybe made our offense not as smooth as well because they didn't have to chase him over the top and he's been harder to kind of create more angles and, and openings. So I think the more aggressive he is, it's not only going to, you know, make his scoring from you know six points to ten points but it's also just going to create stuff for, for other guys to get easier shots so I, I just think he's too good to to average six points a game seven points a game and has the ball in his hands too much so uh, i think he's the guy uh, he's done great i think he's done a lot of good things for us but i think he's got another level to get to i think uh there's there's one way to attack those unders like that they haven't got into yet which is especially with kirk being there and it's a big European thing is when you go under and you know this, I'm sure. And they go under just to turn around, rescreen, rescreen, yeah, rescreen yeah. low and attack. Yeah. And I, that's actually one thing that ha- that has surprised me. I think with the nature of the offense and how much body movement there is, I think the rescreen is more of like, um, you know, when you allow the playmaker to absolutely make a play where I think it, this offense is offense rightfully. So is so predicated on moving side to side and letting the next guy make the play if it's not there. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked if I saw something like that, uh be put into be put into the offense moving forward uh for the Badgers. I think it was also good to just, I think it's Chucky saw two threes go in against Ohio State. Uh I think yeah. they had to feel I think they had to feel good. I think that'll give them a little more confidence too to be a little more aggressive uh offensively. And aggressive doesn't mean taking more shots necessarily. It's just he's gotta be a, a threat. And I think he got almost too comfortable being the distributor old school point guard. We're not even looking for a shot. When I think at his core, uh, he he has that in him, uh, and you would know more than more than anybody there. Like it, we needed Jordan Taylor to come off screens and look to score. No matter how much you want to dish and pass, you have to do both. And I think he got a little too comfortable just trying to find guys. One thousand percent, one thousand percent. Well, listen, that is all we got for you. We appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you go follow along at Beyond the Big Ten on all social media accounts, Twitter, IG, uh, TikTok, and also on YouTube. And just make sure to keep supporting us, keep listening in, keep tuning in. I'm Jordan Taylor. That's Yas Yasa. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch y'all next time.